Hey again, everybody. Thank you for tuning into this episode here of the Fearless Fathers Podcast. We are back after our slight little hiatus hiccup, whatever you want to call it. And it feels good to be doing it again. It is Devo here. And alongside me, I have the one, the only, the always indescribable, infallible, indestructible man that is Ryan McDonough. Ryan, I feel so happy to have your ear hole. Your voice back in my ear holes. <laughs> we're back, baby. I didn't know you were into that. <laughs> we don't, don't talk about that. Don't tell my wife. Don't tell my wife. <laughs> we we don't talk about Bruno here. No, 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 no. Bruno's voluptuous supple ear hole. <laughs> What is it? Is it the shape that you like or the color? No, the voice. Your voice, voice. is back in my ear holes. Oh, so it's oh like, your ear holes. Okay. Yeah. okay. I, I was backwards a little bit because, you know, reasons. Yeah. Because we're all recovering. We are big time recovering. We are big time recovering. But in a good way, finally. Yes. Because you are back in my heart. You are back in my life. And yes. I slightly missed you very much so. Slightly. Yeah. Slightly only a little bit. Oh, I miss no, you. No. I miss you more than I usually miss my wife. So you should be really. Oh, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely tell your wife that. I already did, so it's no. okay. <laughs> you think I'm lying? I'm not. No, I, like, I know you're not lying. She's like, yeah, I know. Lies, lies never come from your mouth. <laughs> no, they do not, sir. So, <sighs> what? What do you got? Let's talk about it. What I are mean, we going like, to talk about? I, you know, I made a big change in my life um, for a whole bunch of reasons. Um, and we're going to talk about that because it involves an episode that we talked about, uh, what, almost two years ago now? You don't even remember. Do you remember the very first email we got? Yeah, I do. There was a guy and he's like, I have been on the decision of leaving my job for the sake of my family for like two or three years now. And I heard your fucking podcast, <laughs> and I did it. Thanks for the inspiration. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> and and the first time me and Dave read that email, we were like, "Oh fuck, oh we fucked up. That guy left his job. I bet you I paid a lot of money." Oh, no, fuck. I didn't. I was really proud. You <laughs> yeah. were like that. I wasn't. Don't you dare put those words. Right, because I was in the wrong mouth. mindset of it. But yes, you were. I, it, you there's were no way it didn't cross your mind but the point no, is the, the, the point we'll is that, like, that that both um that it in, we reacted to that in in very different ways um more specifically because dave then later did the same exact no it had it already happened for you at that point in time yeah i was already yeah you were i you was were already gone. done i was on a medical leave of absence but i already knew i was fucking beat yeah, feet anyway really so it did, yeah okay so i have a lot of um family issues going on um a lot of personal issues and things like that so for my family and my personal health i i quit my job this week <laughs> so um and it's horrifying and it's scary and i'm finally in a place where i can where i can do something like that and um get away with it till you know my head's back in one place um in the right place and that's where i've been 
that's you know that's that's we've been dealing with that and figuring that all out um and i appreciate everyone's patience and i appreciate dave's patience um i was running out of pay i was done I yeah, was he, was, he was ready to yeah. ready to tear up that theoretical contract oh yeah we wrote it in was... crayon and blood and feces <laughs> <laughs> it was game over man yeah. it was game over yeah um but you took i'm proud of you yeah um, and you know you know some of it was for like big reasons like you know health health care reasons for my family and myself some of it was for very personal reasons um you know i was just you know having issues with sleep i was having stress issues um i still have those problems i'm not saying they they went away in the past 48 hours because they certainly didn't oh but, sure they did magical cure you're done yeah it's Free. great it's phenomenal so, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah magical cure <laughs> Yo, it's so great. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. Anyway, um, no, it, 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 I'm getting used to the fact that when Friday rolls around this week, I don't, I don't have to go back because I turned in my. Isn't that such I've a turned freeing in my feeling, though? It, it is, and it, it is, and it isn't, and it's like, hey, what's next? What's next for me? Um, and I have no idea. And that's kind of for the first time in my life. That's not a bad thing, because there it's was a point in time where it was absolutely a horrible thing, and I just didn't know what the fuck I was gonna do. And now it's just like, hmm, maybe I'll take up crochet. Maybe Ooh. I'll take up heavy piping. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. There yeah, you go. Maybe I'll be one of those guys that does mud runs. You, you'll you'll be. <laughs> <laughs> You you literally you know running one. in the you literally running in the mud like that that's all you're gonna no, do mud, mud run, Spartan runs what, no what are no, they, no. Yeah, I already know what mutters? you're talking yeah, about yeah, that's, yeah. no that's not gonna happen they have Absolutely they have not. headbands and they drink beer and they're definitely not in a cult <laughs> I did definitely, that once definitely. I did that once yeah they in a did suit. One over, what's up in a suit after we came home oh they had one overseas too no I didn't do that one I did it after yeah it was like a half of one no but my command was all worried that we were all gonna get really really hurt. So they sent like two people and they both got hurt. <laughs> Doing Wonderful. It. Yeah, crazy stuff. <laughs> and they were drunk as shit because it was in um, a country where you could drink. So they like flew them out and they came back and they were all broken and drunk. It was phenomenal. <laughs> but as we're talking about the fact that you decided to break away from your love of not working anymore, I wanted to. Well, I'm going to preface this a little bit. Okay. Because it's been about two years now, and we're actually on hitting two years this year for the podcast. You realize that, right? I do. Okay. That's why I said that out loud. And I thought it was absolutely maddening when I just realized what date it was as we recorded this episode. But I remember when I started my, I guess we'll say my journey of quitting a traditional job, the thoughts and the, I guess we'll say the excitement and the fear that i was having at the same at the same time and it's been a few years so i don't really remember it all that well but all i remember is when i stopped it was in the middle of covid like right when everything was kicking up people were losing money people were losing jobs and i brought it up before that like during covid i was most financially abundant even though we were only living off of like kristen's paychecks and that was about it yeah so i wanted to ask you and i think we've even talked about this like take the listeners through your mythical journey on your thoughts and feelings leading up to 
before you decided to put that fucking notice in to where you're at now? So a lot of this has to do with um, my person, like I've said before, my personal and family's health. Um, that's f- mental and physical. I won't go very far into it, but um, my time will be used uh, very well spending time with family members um, that need my help, need like need my actual assistance, um, which is fine, which is great. It's exactly what I, I'd rather be doing that than, um, you know, what I was doing, um, which was searching vehicles, going on to a nuclear power plant. Great way better lifestyle choice but um how we came to this conclusion oh that's a that's a story as old as time mm. um it's definitely has a lot to do with stress levels i would say uh, so i got this job it's going on two and a half years ago And I went into it and I was already really stressed out about the one prior to it. Um, I wasn't a humongous fan of the people I was working for. Um, I was, I was all right at the job, but um, we had disagreements about, you know, Hey, you pay me to do X, Y, and Z, but you also want me to do a Y, a, B and C, uh, a, B and C. um, And you don't pay me for that. Um, It's, you know, we're all written here in black and white. Um, you pay somebody else to do those kind of things. And it was a, it was a bunch of disagreements. Um, you, and the guy was a little bit unstable. And this was and the previous job, right? This was my previous job. Okay, yeah. 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 And the guy was a little bit unstable. Um, and it was just, it was a bad, stressful scene. Um, and it, it wasn't, it wasn't great. And I hope he's doing better. You know, I have no hard feelings. Um, so I got this job and this job is one of those things where it's like really high paced for a very short period of time. And it's a lot of waiting and then really, really high paced and super stressful for a short period of time. Um, and then, you know, back to, back to waiting. But on top of all of that, it's, um, the, the shifts flip back and forth. So you'd work, um, 12 hours during the day. And then 12 hours during the night. Um, and there would be periods of time in the winter because we live in northeastern Pennsylvania. We're like, there's what, eight hours of daylight? If that. And I'd either spend them sleeping or working. And I just wouldn't see the day. I wouldn't see daylight for like two months straight. Like uh, November, December. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Uh, yeah. You yeah. just wouldn't see it. Yeah. It just, it just it actually, it was this year. It worked. It just kind of worked out that way. Um, even like you, and you, you know, like I got a seven day period off every month but you get to day like five or six and then you'd start to feel better so it was it's an untenable situation for me on top of that i drive i drove very far it was an hour there and an hour back it's hard on the vehicles gas prices are ridiculous right now um and the vehicle i bought specifically to like stack miles on is a big old v6 uh like land yacht it's an old buick um, so I was putting a bunch of mileage on my much more efficient brand new car and I have a 2021 vehicle with 20,000 miles on it already. Um, oh, shit. yeah, you didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that actually. Yeah. That little, Jesus that, Christ. that yeah. little, uh, little beige, um, yeah. uh, Fiat. Italiano. Yeah, it yeah. It's so Italian. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it has Italian problems too. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, 
um, everything was stacking up. And then, you know, you start to have family issues. People, people are sick. Um, people have, you know, health problems. Um, and you don't see your family. So all these things weigh on you over a period of time. Um, and I was doing really well in this job. I was, you know, cruising, cruising all the way to the, you know, management. It was a complete, like I had, I had a pure lock on it. I would have been just fine. Uh, very comfortable. But would I have been? No, <laughs> no, only on the surface, only on the fucking surface. I would have been. So at the end of the day, it wasn't about monetary gain. It was about what was right for me mentally and what I could justify mentally. And that's where I'm at now is I feel good about the decision I made because it won't be actively taking days off my life. You know what I mean? I 100% know what you mean. Sorry, it's hard to put that to words. No, it's... You actually, you actually did a really good job of putting that to words because it is a really tough thing because it's so, what do I want to say? It's so unorthodox for the dad, the man, who even fucking anybody listening to this podcast, anybody quitting a job for personal or even family reasons or even stress-related reasons without having a, we'll call it a safety net in place or that backup plan. Yeah. And yeah, you have a backup plan. But it's not the traditional one. No, no, by no means is it. By no means. And I mean, you know, you hear, I always heard it all the time. I would quit this job if I had another job. I would quit this job if the money wasn't so good. I would quit this job if, and all I ever heard was a story out of that. I'm like, you, you would quit, but you're not doing anything. And it... I think we've talked about this even well before, way in the beginning when we started this. Because yeah. you and I were on two completely different pages when it came to this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. When, when we first started and you go back and listen to the episode, you're like, you're an idiot. And I'm like, no, you're an idiot. And well, we still love each other and fucking <laughs> go do your own thing. But I learned. I learned myself because I was always one. If I wanted to leave a job, I was in that rut of I need to have a backup plan. I need to have a plan B to get rid of plan A. And man, when I left my job with no backup plan, with just my fight or flight instincts, it's like the, no safety net, free fall, baby, let's fucking roll. It was one of the most freeing, challenging, and yet one of the most beneficial and rewarding things I ever did. Yeah. When you go from working at 16 years old and you stop on a dime and not just on a dime, but even during a global pandemic that that's unheard of. It's absolutely unheard of unless you have, you won the lottery or you have a fucking giant safety net or whatever the case is. But most people don't do that and they don't see, what am I trying to say? They don't, maybe they don't want to see the full value that they have of themselves or it's too uncomfortable to quit a job without having that stability, I guess is what I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people get concerned um, that their, you know, their health insurance is linked to their employment and this is linked to their employment and that is linked to their employment. Their retirement savings is linked to their mm-hmm. employment. Um, that's not great. 
none of that's great. In my personal opinion, I think your retirement savings should be, you know, like I, I, I put into a 401k. I would say I was matching with the company, mm-hmm. but um, I have one that I drew for, over from another another company. Um, I have IRA. I have, I have IRAs. I have all that yeah. crap. Um, and, you know, there are ways around your insurance. Um, non-traditional ways. Here in Pennsylvania, we have the, the penny system where you can just go out and it's based on your income, which is now, you know, realistically not as much as it was. And you, you it helps you find all the tax credits and things like that. So right. um, it's not such a factor of, hey, I'm going to be missing all of these things. And yeah, you are. Uh, but it's more of a factor of what am I gaining? I'm gaining something that's that much more valuable to me. That's my fucking sanity back. <laughs> And you, you brought up a really good point on that. It's everybody wants to, I like to say the hot button topic issue is like, oh, mental health is so important right now. But when you start, and I'm trying to say this without sounding like an asshole, but I've heard this so many times, or at least this is the way I feel when I talk about this with people. It's when you say, like, oh, I, I just quit my job because I needed my mental health. Oh, well, that's great. Well, what are you doing for money? Well, I'm doing this or I got this. Oh, well, why would you do that? Why not just go into the workforce and quit being lazy or, you know, it, they stigmatize something that's trying to become unstigmatized by restigmatizing the fact that you took the courage to get away from something that they're afraid to get away from themselves. You you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do actually. Do you know how many people that were like, Hey, what are you going to do? Hey, well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I got it a lot. Um, and it would have been a lot easier just to get everybody in a big room and be like, these are the reasons fucking don't talk to me about it anymore. Right. Ask me literally anything else. Right. Um, and these people, there's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with them. This is just what they, this is what they want. Um, although, you know, I will take a step back. There was like 10 or 11 people that were like, congratulations. I don't care what the reason is. Get the fuck out. And everything's better than this. But the vast majority of them were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're leaving a good paying job. Like people look at the job on the money aspect. They don't look at it on the physical and the mental, especially the mental aspect. You you know what my favorite one is that I was getting a lot was like, oh, sorry to see you go, Ryan. You were one of the good ones. (laughs) Oh, oh, I was one of the good ones. Thank I mean, thank you for telling me that. Right. Where the fuck was that a year ago? Right. Where was that? Where was where was the positive reinforcement a year ago, dickhead? <laughs> oh, I just thought you always knew because we used to bust balls. But realistically, I thought you hated me, so I never said yeah. anything anyway. But... It, 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 exactly. Yeah. It, it, it literally word for word, like we had this conversation before we started this fucking episode. <laughs> that, it, but but it's how it goes, and I, uh, and that's why I'm like hell bent on talking about shit like this on a normal basis and like the fact that you were I'm not going to say my enemy when it came to the work I- ideology but it's like you you were my Harvey Dent you were my two-face you know you were the other spectrum of how I felt about like just fucking leave and you're going to figure it out you, like the yin and yang the yin and yang yeah the yin and yang of things and Gary, I mean, I've talked about Gary Vaynerchuk before, and he's one of my favorite entrepreneurs, and everybody knows him. But he even brought up the fact of like, just fucking leave your job. Like, 
fucking fall backwards with no safety net. See what happens. You're going to be okay. And I think a lot of people forget that, like, we've been in situations before that have allowed us to get into that fight mode and get what's ours. Right. And when you focus on your mental health, if you take anything out of this episode, this to me is the biggest thing. When you focus on your mental health, when you focus on your mental well-being and you tune out all the other shit that people are telling you, you are going to be able to do so many different things that you never saw before. There's going to be so much more fucking clarity and so many more opportunities that were just staring at you in the face for years because you overlooked them because of how stressed and burned out and fucking tired you were all the time. Oh, Physically, yeah. mentally, emotionally, sexually, whatever. Like, I, I, I'm hellbent on just telling everybody, like, leave your fucking jobs. Do what you want to do. Yeah. Here's, here's a real good example of that. And this is what a lot of people get into. And I realized this um recently because i was in full turn burnout and dave will tell you that i was i was full scale burnt yeah i wasn't sleeping i i mean i I wasn't eating right um i haven't exercised in months um this is all gonna change because like even after like a couple of days of just sleeping on like a regular ass schedule i i feel better the clouds are the clouds are breaking um but to your point to your point Dave, if you are currently working a job that you cannot just leave and then immediately puts you in financial straits, think about that for a second. That job isn't serving you very well, is it? It's giving you just enough to survive. It's Mm -hmm. time to leave the job anyway. It's time to get more training, get an entrepreneurial idea, uh, ask for more money. It's time to do something. So if you can't leave your job today and just have a little bit, get a month, get two months just to move along in your life. That's not much of a job, is it? And I hate saying that. I hate saying that. It's a hundred percent true. It's so fucking true. I mean, when I was working, granted, when I was going through all my disability shit, I was working, God, the job was paying 45 grand a year at a call center. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in this area, that's, fucking unheard of great money yeah it's decent it's great money for making 30 bucks an hour to talk on the phone all day but when i was only working when i got sick i was working barely 20 hours a week on a good week yeah bringing home no more than like 700 dollars a month okay now what i'm going to tell you and what i kind of want i should have prefaced this in the beginning we're not telling you to leave your job unless you have some kind of plan in action yeah we probably have have be smart about it. Don't be like, ah, fuck you. I'm out and just leave. Like we want you to take actionable steps. We want you to be better in your own life, mentally, emotionally, physically. And this is just kind of scratching the surface on things. And, you know, Ryan's taking that step and wanting to share some things with us today. But when I was working, we had more money coming in, but we were barely surviving. And once I started switching my fucking thought process of like, Yo, if I get short-term disability, you work full-time, I could stay home, start the business that I've always wanted to start since I was five years old, we're going to be making just about, the, just about the same, if not a little bit less, probably much more less, and we're going to be okay. My wife exactly. is on board, fully supported, and 
like I said, since 2020, I've been more financially abundant when I had like getting a thousand, twelve hundred dollars a month for three people. Like it, it's unheard of. You, you tell that to people like, wow, how the fuck did you do that? Oh, you did that, that, and that. Well, that's really tough. I'm really proud of you. Yeah, well, you could do it. No, I can't do that too. I, yes, you can. I'm here to tell you today, you can. Because if Ryan could fucking do it, <laughs> Ryan's yeah. gone. Th- you've gone through a lot of burnout. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been years now. It it has been since yeah. we started this. I think you've gone through more burnout probably since we started this with the recording schedules, trying to sleep, fucking chugging Red Bulls, doing this, doing that. I mean, it's a testament to who you are and what you really want. And I think maybe this was kind of that nudge you needed, but you didn't know you needed it yet. Yeah. I don't know what you think about that. I I agree. No, I agree with you there. Um, To to your point, by the way, like the Red Bull thing, you like, I I stopped drinking them a couple of days ago. I'm still finding cans. There's one right here. I don't know how long that's been sitting there. Um, But like, I would get up and drink caffeine. I would get in the car, drink a coffee or a Red Bull. I'd get to work. You know, go get settled, eat some breakfast, drink some caffeine. I was consuming like 700 to 1,000 milligrams of caffeine a day just to live. Mm-hmm. Not to mention how much that shit costs. Yeah. It's going to be nice. It's The cost of supporting work is an expensive work. Um, and, you know, the... The thought, the thought that's like, oh, you will, you get compensated this way. Yeah, but what are you taking from me? Right. Yeah. Right. You're taking my mental strain, my financial strain, because now I'm spending more money on. I was always a big lunch eater at work. I never only packed my own lunches. My own fault. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. Always, always a massive expense because it's easier. It's convenient. I don't have to fucking do anything. The Red Bulls, the fucking energy drinks. I mean, hell, I just got done with a drill weekend this weekend. How much do you think I spend on fucking energy drinks and fucking breakfast sandwiches? Uh, Probably two to three a day. What are you, a NOS guy? Yeah, I'm a NOS guy. Yeah, you drop 50 bucks. Easily in a three-day yep. weekend. Yep, easily. Which I wouldn't do any other time. Nope. No, there's no reason to do it at the house. Right. I drink beer at the house. <laughs> I, I'm a big boy. I drink <laughs> beer at my house. Uh, I've got the uh, Pacifico, Cl- Pacifico Clara today. Big fan. Best Mexican beer. If you drink it Tecante, you're trash. But I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to ask you this, and for maybe some of the other dads listening today, what are some steps you took when you knew this was happening? Obviously, we talked about the past and kind of what you're feeling. But what were some of the actionable steps you took on that? Because I'm actually, I know we didn't talk much on this, but I'm kind of curious to see how you handled this situation. Me? Yeah. Um... Whatever, whatever you're comfortable sharing, obviously. The, the first, the first thing, the first step I took was apologize to Decante drinkers. I've had your beer; it's all right. It's like Bud Light, but but Mexican. Um, and I don't have an issue with it. It has its place in my repertoire, just not that often. Just not that often. Montezuma's Lager. Yeah, well, <laughs> is it a lot? I think it's Pilsner. I'm not I sure. It doesn't know. matter. It doesn't. It was it a doesn't joke, Ryan. Matter. You drink it. You drink it at a taco truck. That's what it's for. <laughs> Perfect. Send yep. it. All right. Step two. Step two was be completely burnt the fuck out. <laughs> no, no. Seriously. Um, this this situation happened completely organically. 
Um, I, I, I wish, I wish I had sets of steps that I could give you. Um, but the difference between conceptualizing what I'm going to, what I was going to do and to the point of time where I pulled the trigger and actually did it, um, was just literally waiting for things to fall into place. How was your anxiety? Oh, it was awful. It was awful. Let's take my wife's anxiety pills. I, I, I'm not even kidding you. I, I was taking her stuff, and I shouldn't have. And I, you know, I should. I, I wholeheartedly admit that now. Um, so, like, you were so the anxiety that was coming more from the thought process of putting that notice in. Um, it was. Oh God, that's a good one. No, it it wasn't actually. Um, the anxiety started with. I don't think I'm ever going to get out of this. It was the feeling of being trapped and like being then, trapped in your job. Right. But then it would morph into uh, the fear of the unknown. Like, all right, well, what do I do after this? Um, and then it would roll into, oh my God, are we going to have enough money? Oh my God, are we going to be able to pay the bills? Oh my God, you know, this, that, or the other thing. And, um, like, hey, you know, I, I had this this job. I mean, my job paid very well. Um, and like, this is your first, you know, super big boy job that you had. And you're just going to give it up. That doesn't look good. What are what are employees in the future? Employers in the future going to think of you? Are there going to be employees in the future? I don't know. Um, and it would just spiral. It's so much stuff blows through your mind at once. It's pretty insane. Um, until you. Just pull the trigger. Yeah, that fear of the unknown. It's 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 a bitch. It's a yeah. bitch, and it's, I know it's something we all play with. And it's like, oh well, I need to make the money because I have to support my family. There's other ways to support your family. It's having that idea and maybe thinking outside the box a little bit more. But what? So before you pulled the trigger and put in your notice, on a scale from one to ten, how high was your anxiety? Astronomically high astronomically high yeah and it, it's it's really weird um we were really short-handed that day so it made it that much worse um and i went into a fucking like anxiety coma and i ended up sleeping like 12 hours the day before oh shit yeah yeah it was like i i had had a day off and i i had just um, like just completely shut down and I came in to work and I slept all the way up till I needed to get up to, till I needed to get up for work. And it was actually like the first time I was ever almost like late for this job. Was that the day you called me? Yeah, it was the day I called you. Yeah. Cause we were supposed to record that day. And that was the day you told me like you woke up like 10 minutes before you had to leave. Yeah. 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 Okay. It was that. Day. Oh shit. I didn't know all that. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. So I'm there and we were super short and we're bringing vehicles on site and we're so short, the supervisors are helping me search vehicles. Like That's how short we were. Um, and they're like, hey, man, you look really good today. You look different. So, so, something change? I'm like, no, no, something's going to change in an hour. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Don't nothing, worry about nothing, it. <laughs> um, and I told them, like, I just got a lot of sleep, but we'll talk later. And they're like, cool, cool, cool. Cool. We'll see you then. Um, then I, you know, I had my wife write up a letter of resignation <laughs> and um all this stuff and 
I came in and just kind of handed it to him, explained the whole situation. And um, there's three of them, and they all they all understood. Every last one of them understood. They all get it. The one guy had been doing it for 40 years, and he's like, I get it. I get it. So I have much respect to them because they could have been incredibly, incredible assholes about it, if you know what I mean. Well, I know exactly what you mean because I think that's the thought process of like managers and bosses in America of like, oh, you're going to leave a job. Well, now you're just an asshole. Now you're going to fucking like to anybody that might be listening away from America. And if you are in America, tell me if I'm wrong on this one. But it always seems like management and corporations, companies, they always try and instill this sense of family to kind of gaslight you in a way that if you do leave, you're the worst piece of shit human being that you ever possibly could be and i know i've had jobs like that before oh yeah i've had so many jobs where like i can't believe you want to leave like what the fuck we need you here you're you're the whole reason like all this and if you're gonna do that we're gonna fail like well too bad go fuck yourself i'm out of here you should have thought about that a couple years ago so after you pulled that trigger after you finally did that and you realized like oh damn they actually took that well what was your anxiety like afterwards it's still awful it slowly okay. came down over the, like the next two weeks, um, and then the questions start as it, as people start to understand, like figure out what happened. Like it never really came down because so many people were um, asking, "Hey, what's going on?" Hey, you know, I heard you put your two weeks in. Where are you going? And it was it was it was difficult to explain to people like, "Oh, I didn't get another job." I'm just fucking leaving. I'm just leaving. See ya. Like I got family shit to deal with. See you later. Um, And I had to explain it to every person except for the few that were just like, oh, you're leaving. I completely understand. Good luck to you. Mm -hmm. Those are the people I respect the most, by the way, are the people that are just like, man, I really wish I could leave too. (laughs) Right. So, yeah. So take us now. You've been out of the job since oh god we recorded it's, this on april thir- 10th thir- thursday thursday, thursday the 31st so or just thursday the 7th yeah yeah so it's been about three days now where yeah. would you where do you see yourself post no more employment i um i see myself at the moment healing that's really my main focus right now um i like like you, I've been working since I was a teenager. I've been working since I was like 14, 15 years old. Um, and as soon as I turned 18, I worked I worked full-time jobs until I was 35 every day. Um, and never never had a break, could never take vacations. Uh, and this is I'm looking at it as finally like my moment to fix myself because my brain is broken. It really is. I I, I don't understand why I put myself through all that. Um, I don't think I understood when I was younger, like how things were supposed to go, or maybe we were all under that magical fucking corporate spell. Um, But as the smoke clears and I can see clearly and my sinus is clear and my senses fucking come back, Um, I see a brighter future for me. I really do, no matter where it takes me.
It doesn't matter where it takes me. It can take me to absolute destitute. It's better than what I was doing. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Fearless Father's First, Ryan. I think you kind of left me speechless. <laughs> no, it's not. We did this once before. <laughs> but still, I, I mean, you can see what I'm saying, though. I, I know exactly what you're saying. And I that that's beautifully put. The fact that you're in the healing phase right now is monumental is monumental and some people call it courageous some people call it brave some people call it you know good for you i wish i could you can yeah we're we are two everyday joe dads from bumfuck pennsylvania on a microphone who've had similar situations who Probably if we sat down and talked with you for 20 minutes, we would find some relatable information to. Oh, absolutely. It doesn't to, matter who it is. It, it doesn't matter. I, it's absolutely nuts. The fact that you said that you're healing, I think, is the biggest first step for anybody who does that. Because we try and see people who are working these stressful jobs and who are just so burned out and they're so broken on the inside. That they try and heal themselves while they're still breaking themselves down. Yeah, it's and not the right answer. It it, it's not isn't. the right answer. And, you know, you tell people, hey, just leave work, go on disability or whatever. And it's instant panic mode, that instant flight mode of, I, I can't do that. I Bills, this, that, like the shit that you were talking about earlier. How am I going to pay for my bills? How am I going to support my family? How am I? 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 Instead of saying the most important thing is, when am I going to fix myself? Correct. When am I going to start to heal? When am I going to learn my true worth? When am I going to go? When am I? When am I? Not how am I, but when am I? Changing the story in your head. And it starts with healing yourself. Even if you, like you said, end up destitute, it's still a better situation than where you were at two years ago. Right. You know, and for you guys listening today, we're coming in a little raw. We're coming in a little hard. Ryan, Ryan shared a lot more than I didn't even know. Yeah. Well, that was the whole point of this. And, when and, that, I can, and that when really I was. this episode, um, I didn't know how Dave was going to think about it. I didn't tell him shit. No, he I didn't. Came, we're gonna, it was like, hey, we're going to sit down. We're going to fucking talk about this. Um, honestly, you know, you know what, you know, what freaked me out the most, um, is people would think I was lazy, but you, you know, I'm not lazy, Dave. Right. Yeah. And like, I, there are a hundred people out there that be like, oh, Ryan McDonough, he's a hard worker. He's a good guy. Um, but it but takes I don't one know, person to think that you're yeah, still lazy that, to ruin that in your fucking head. And I, I've run into that guy. I've run into that guy. He's a fucking piece of shit. Um, and guess where he lives? In my head, it's me. <laughs> it's fucking me. And that's who, that's what I have to heal, is that sentiment. So, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> on We're the back, other side. Baby. I told you I'd meet you on the other side, and here we are. <laughs> here we are, man. Yeah. And you know what? Like I said, I'm, I'm super fucking proud of where you've come from and where you are now. And it's like, if you can do it, if I could do it, the path has been paved, guys. Yeah. If there's anything you could take out of this episode... From the first fucking email we got, and we still talk about it because it means that much to us. Of that dad saying, "You gave us the, you gave me the courage to quit my fucking job." To now, a co-host and a co-owner of this business and this podcast, 
now quitting his own job. Like it, we have become full circle. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, it, it's become full circle because I like to consider us experts. You know, I always say hey, there's experts out there and everything, but we've given you tools. We've given you tips and just me and Ryan being who we've been the last two years, we've given each other tools and tips that we didn't even realize we were doing. And that's what we want to give to you guys. We want to give you that ability to heal, to change the story in your head, to change the fucking stigmas, the thought process, the shit that we started doing when we started this podcast almost two years ago now. That's what we want to do. And we're living proof that you can do it. And if you don't think that anybody's on your side, I promise you, these two morons on the microphone right now we are your biggest fucking supporter. Write us an email. We'll talk to you. R- r- seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Send us an email. If you've quit your job and you want to share your fucking story on how you did it or what your thoughts were, send us an email. You know, we could pin it up to Instagram. We could do whatever, you know, just to give that little bit more support to show that we can all do this. Fucking send them, boys. Fucking send them. Do you have anything else? No, Anything no, else no. you want to add on this one? We'll um we'll go through this a little more, I think, in the next episode, but right now I think it's a good stopping point. I agree. Um, I agree. Oh, uh to the I forget their name, but to the to the person who sent us an email, um, we did get it. We've been very busy. Um, I hope you're listening to this. We'll be getting back to you this week. All right. Yes. Yes. Indeed. So Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Fearless Fathers Podcast. It feels good to be back on this microphone again. I'm not going to lie to you. I am so fucking tired right now recording this episode, but I am doing this because I give a shit. Because I fucking care and I love this so goddamn much. So thank you for coming in, checking us out, putting up with our bullshit as we get our head straight and we're still healing. And continuing to go out there and just be the best damn dads I know you are. Continue to go out and share this podcast. I mean, even the hiatus we took, we've been we've been showing some numbers. So thank you all for your continued support, your continued patronage, going out there and just taking in the content as you need it. Continue to share it. Give us those likes, those rates, reviews, wherever you're listening to the podcast today. Send them out to others. Continue to go out there. If you want to sign up for our newsletter, you can always hit that up at fearlessfathers.net slash five dash money dash mistakes you'll get a free download on top of that plus news other alerts other fun stuff and we'll give you a free download on the five crucial ways that parents make money mistakes and how you're going to fix them we put that together for you so you make sure you check that out we'll put that link in the description as well and until next time guys keep going out there keep keep being the best damn dad and let's rethink fatherhood always